Welcome to the Since Graduation Podcast. My name is Calvin Van Leeuwen, and I am here with my co-host, Emmanuel, the IT man, David. And welcome to our new bit in which we ask each other the deepest, most difficult questions that we can find on Quora, that we are totally and completely befuzzled by. We're not using the word befuzzled on the podcast. Discombobulated. It's not seventh grade. It is neither 2012 nor seventh grade, (laughs) which we are completely unqualified to answer. And we have to give extremely good advice. So, Emmanuel, (laughs) I'm an admiral in the U.S. Navy. What should I do when someone mistakes me for a doorman? (laughs) Uh, Wow. Wait, what, what do admirals wear? Like the the sailor uniform, like dress uniform. Yeah, but like, is it very doormany? I feel like don't they have all the all the the bad the badges and stuff? Yeah, but like, there's a, there's a clear problem here. Yeah, there is a problem. Um, I think you you stand at attention and salute them, <laughs> so that they feel really awkward about being held the door for and then they look at you again and then they realize and then they apologize profusely and say thank you for your service that was excellently terrible advice good job thank you all right calvin it's my turn now oh no all right so this one so the first one is going to be a little bit more serious and the second one's going to be a little bit more um loosey-goosey okay here's the first one (laughs) you're very loosey-goosey with your vocabulary today all right all right you're ready okay no i'm deeply unprepared that's the (laughs) point i'm sorry this is this is gonna be really good i'm gonna try and make (gasps) this through without laughing and that means i'm not looking at you for a second okay (laughs) (laughs) good job sorry okay we can have a little intro here okay um imagine you are a Okay, Calvin, I'm going to have to mute you real quick. Mute yourself real quick, because I need to get th- get through this. All right? Imagine you are a 10x nun in a bear costume from outer space with opposable thumbs about to engage in a fight to the death with another nun who may or may not be a bear in disguise. In front of you, two lie... Oh, in front of you two lie a hunting knife, a baseball bat. If you pick up one, the other nun will choose the other weapon. Which one would you pick and why? First off, I'd like to congratulate the 11-year-old for somehow managing to get a Quora account. Because, uh, I mean, who else Who else would think that question A, warrants a response, and B, thinks it's funny? Um, but, you know, you know, no, this is very serious very serious this is my serious question Kevin. oh this was the serious question i mean so my two options were baseball bat or hunting knife right uh correct um remember that you are a um 10x nun what does that mean i'm not really sure honestly i think that might be a size 
Okay. If I'm a nun in a bear costume, which is yeah. 10 times normal size, I feel like the bat isn't going to do anything because it's so small. But it's a hunting knife. The hunting knife's even smaller. It's smaller, but it could, like, kill you. Like, the, the, the plus of a, a baseball bat is that you can get a lot of momentum and just do a lot of force to something really quickly. But if you're 10 times the size of a normal person, that'd be like me hitting you with a popsicle stick. Okay, remember also, the other nun is a bear in disguise. Uh-oh. So you're a nun in a bear costume. And they're a but... bear in a nun costume. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm still going with the hunting knife. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to hunt that bear down. So, I mentioned in the intro, you are officially a professional IT man now. What does it feel like? All your dreams coming true. I I assume this is all your dreams. Like, every single dream of yours has already been fulfilled. Pretty much, actually, yeah. Um, Like... I think I've made it in life. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm actually not even planning to go to college now. Mm. Um, yeah, I can just be a part-time IT guy at a school that I graduated from. Uh, so actually, yes, I should actually explain what's going on. I, <laughs> I realized that that was not clear. Um, I am now a, like I said, a part-time IT support guy at the school I just graduated from. And they hired me back. And I've been working there since, like, mid-August. And not really part-time, actually, for the first month. It's pretty full-time. Very full-time. Um, and it's been good. It's been really weird um, to not have a class. Any of the classes. Any classes. It's just it's just me and, me and my class. And it is so weird. But... It has actually been quite fun and fulfilling, so I'm. I have I have very few complaints about it. Calvin, what have you been doing with your life as a professional artist, painter, oiler? Oiler. That's actually that's what I have on the business card. I know. Professional oiler. Pro oiler. <laughs> Pro oiler. <laughs> yes. Um, it has been really weird. Glad we have that in common. I know. I've been doing a lot of painting, which may or may not be a big surprise, um, given given my profession of painting. Frankly, I was shocked. <laughs> you should have seen his face. Just jaw dropped all the way to the floor. But the thing that's really surprising is how many emails I have to write. There's so many emails, so many people. <laughs> I'm really bad at writing emails, so this heavily compounds upon the issue, but I do receive a lot of emails every day, and it takes me like hours to write emails because I'm just that way about emails. I have to make sure everything is perfect and that my tone has to be cl- perfectly clear because text has a way of stripping intention and meaning out of the words you're saying so it's really easy to misinterpret how somebody is saying things so emails just they take a lot of time out of my life but still it's mostly painting and that's been really good it's funny because what 
our class would have joked for both of us to be doing it really came in true a, in a gap year like came so weirdly true like if if anyone would take a guess what is calvin doing in his gap year painting duh what's Emmanuel doing in his gap year like this would have actually been a joke the though. funny thing <laughs> is nobody everybody would be like kind of serious everybody would think that you'd be working for your dad's company but everybody everybody would have made the joke that he would be the IT man at our old high school, at our alma mater. And the funny part is I kind of was unofficially, like teachers would call me in to, to help with Midway through a class. disk drive, yeah, not working, or invariably a certain teacher of ours would ask me to fix the projector for him. And, <laughs> um, and somehow... I'm actually like doing that now. I'm getting paid for it, which is odd. It feels more like a volunteer job, but I get paid, so it's 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 nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a volunteer job. You get paid for it. That's uh, they have a word for that. Being employed. It's called contractual employment. Two words. I'm also making money, which is very exciting. I mean, the the money is cool. Having money is great, but the main thing. Is that spending the money? <laughs> I was gonna go in a different direction. Oh, okay, go for it. Almost every artist has a deep insecurity about their work. I have done my best to just sort of ignore that insecurity and hide it, so people think I'm confident, which is is good. But deep down, I think every artist is always insecure. And now that I am working more professionally, and people are coming to me and saying that what I do is worth a lot to them is really meaningful and valuable to me. And I really appreciate that. That's awesome. What I thought we would talk about today is the subject of being busy. We both have experience with that. And now we have even more experience of that. And also, I think something that's interesting is that we're both, me more so than you, are outside of the academic grind. And I feel like that has puts very specific lenses on which you view busyness. But so I guess my first question is, how do you define busyness? I think that the general question of busyness has something to do with priorities and and what you value because for some people when they say they're really busy it's not painting it's like doing work and in order to relax and not be busy anymore they paint because it's it's not what they value i think i do it work to relax (laughs) (laughs) exactly so while i I do pastels and paint to relax. Calvin does IT work. He's like, can I, can I help you update your software um, in order to relax? That's what so, I dream about at night. It's great. I know. I know. Um, so I think that it, it, it matters what you value. Not to say that what you... So, so for example, for you, what you value is painting. And that's something that, that you do a lot of. And so when you say that you're busy and you're doing work, you're busy painting. And so I think that 
that's not really a definition for being busy. Nope. I think that um, <laughs> that's just more a, like the way or the angle to approach what busyness is. And um, being busy, I think, is just having less time to do those things that help you relax. Okay, that sounds really, that's a very loose definition. But for me, if I don't have time to play guitar for fun or to spend time with family or friends for fun, then I feel like I'm too busy. Like that's just too much of the rest of it. I think, yeah. You're kind of dancing around the question. How do you define busyness? Spending too much of your time doing one thing. Hmm. No, that's not busyness. I disagree. That is not busyness because I've been busy where I spend a little time doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That's also busyness. Hmm. How do you define busyness, Calvin? I'll tell you. Way to turn the question. Disagree. (laughs) Okay. I define busyness as having an extremely high premium on time. And I think there's on on extra time, on on time that is unscheduled and unrequired. And I think that's kind of a very vague, broad definition of of busy because I think there's two kinds of busyness. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good kind of busyness and a bad kind of busyness. As I have transitioned into making art every day and working on that, I've thought a, a lot about what it means to be busy in a good way and what it means to be busy in a bad way. And I think the difference is being busy in a good way helps you take control of the things you want to do in your life and allows you to get there. But being busy in a bad way, it feels like you're losing control. And that's not a very definitional thing. It's definitely an experiential thing. But I think there are some clear distinctions which we can talk about. So you did also give a pretty vague answer, but you did give an answer, which I appreciate. But I gave I, a two-part answer. So the first part is very vague, right? That it's a high premium on time, and then, then there are like subcategories beneath it. I don't know why I interrupted you. I just felt very defensive all of a sudden. <laughs> I agree with your point about the two types of busy. I think that the busy that you have right now is a go to busy also because you're doing the things that you value a lot whereas doing tedious homework or studying for the SATs or similar busy things are not like I don't value studying for the SATs at all but I had to do a lot of it because I was I had to work on it and I and and I did value the outcome of that which is going to college and and stuff like that but um Doing things that you value a lot and being busy with that is a good busy. So I, I, I agree with that. Um, well, I, I, don't think, I don't think I agree with you thinking you agree with me. Because I think doing SAT practice every day can be a good kind of busy even if you hate practicing for the SAT. Even if you do not care about the number except in so far as it looks good on a college on a college application or whatever. I think it can be a good kind of busy if 
you understand why you're doing it and you are doing it in order to move forward in life instead of doing it as the next thing on, on, on your checklist. Like there's, there's this kind of anxiety that can come with being busy. That's sort of this drowning feeling of, I have 80 things to do today and I need to check off all the boxes. But I think pretty much any action can be an anxiety inducing checklist on an anxiety inducing checklist. I think the difference is that certain things are clearly and purposely on your checklist in order to get further in life. Though I think, I feel for me, during that time where I spent large amounts of my time and of my week and life on the SATs and studying for those, it was a bad kind of busy because nothing for me about studying for the SATs was fulfilling or really advanced like helped me in any way like I understand like if it were a hard physics problem that I was working on or like a seemingly frustrating book that I was reading but made me a better person in some way or some that's something that I value in itself then I think that's a fine good busy like I am but doesn't that like totally ignore the grind like there there is there are a lot of things I don't like doing which are part of the artistic process which you just have to grind through it and having those things being busy with those things is not a bad kind of busy I'm not trying to ignore those things i think that i'm using a terrible example because of personal feelings and <laughs> and relationships to said subject i hate the SATs. you hate what and that time of my life the sats and that time you of know my what life. i was thinking about the other day is i remember mm -hmm. in 11th grade when we were studying for the sats and all of these adults would say oh you'll never remember the number like it's just the number as long as you like get into a place it'll be fine and i was like no i'm never gonna i'm never gonna forget this number it, i'm scarred by it like i'm just totally scarred by doing all this work in order to get this dumb number to put on and i i, I just don't remember it at all see honestly i think that the the reason that i'm so i i do remember the number but um also, it's easy for you to say because you had a pretty good number. I wouldn't know. So, <laughs> I literally don't remember. Okay. I don't know the exact number, but I know it was good. Um, for me, I think that that period of time was a bad busy. So, not just purely because of the SATs. It's because I didn't make... Or I held like you know my my free time at such a premium that the things that I re that really mattered to me got drowned out, and so I think that prepping canvases don't use that example. Don't use that example. I really enjoy prepping canvases. I find it extremely cathartic. The administrative, yeah, part of painting commissions. I think that it's <laughs> fine, but the the. Great. Um, but the only problem is when the administrative part drowns out the time that you get 
actually painting or drowns out the time that you would get to spend with it's different for every person but for me it would be with my friends and my family like or doing something like or like playing like guitar whereas there is a good busy when I I think that early on when I was studying for the SATs it was a good busy I was I was working on that it was somewhat fulfilling until I got my number. anyway um and then <laughs> until I got my number um and then I was able to do these different things but when it became an obsession or something I almost had to get obsessed with because I wanted to moving on um I think that became a bad detriment. so that leads into my second question is how busy do you think you should be busy enough I, I okay here, here's what I kind of was my decision in when I when I decided to take the job I was planning to originally just study during this time but I was offered this job at school and so I was trying to decide what to do because uh, I also wanted to do some studying, which I am doing right now. And for me, what I said is, the more t- free time that I have, the more time that I waste. And it's just true in my life. Like when I was rowing, which was like three hours a day, six days a week, I was I had better grades than when I didn't do a sport for a semester because I had less free time and I had to work really efficiently and well um so i think being busy is important and good because if you have more free time you're going to waste a lot of time and nothing really gets done but the limit the line is when it starts hurting the things that you value for me again like that's relationships and um yeah that's actually the biggest thing just relationships for me um and when it hurts those things, then I am too busy. Just processing. So you think you should be as busy as you can? With enough time to spend on those things. Like, you should have time to do nothing. Like, I, I think that it, it, it's, it's about how much you budget, right? For some people, they need a lot more me time than others like just like by themselves some people are naturally introverts for me i don't have that as much like if i have an hour of time by myself in a week that's like enough i'm happy like if i have an hour of socializing time in a week (laughs) like yeah for me i i like this week i had a lot okay i did have a lot of time at work by myself but like that was working like i had one time where i relaxed just by myself i watched some tv and it was great for about an hour and I felt good but for others it's the opposite and so when you're able to continue and function properly and well you know that's busy enough so like not as busy as you can possibly be do you get what I'm saying yeah you have such a moderate view I'm trying to find the place where you're like you have spicy thoughts you know but (laughs) you're, you're just so moderate Okay, what's your what's your crazy hot take on this, Calvin? Well, I don't think I have a crazy hot take, but not moderate. My unmoderate hot take is I'm an obsessive person. I think just by nature, 
whenever I start doing something, I do it like I give it 99.9% of my effort and energy and thinking. So it's hard for me to be moderate like you are. Like you're very, well, I'm going to work for eight hours a day and then I'm going to maintain my relationships. Like you're, you're intelligent. I am just like, I, I, have, I have this new idea and for the next two weeks straight, I'm going to think of nothing else but this one thing, this, this one new painting concept that I really want to get down. I'm going to do that straight for two weeks and then at the end of it, I'm going to be so burnt out that I physically cannot do it anymore. And then I'm going to have like one morning off and then I'm going to just find the next thing. Like I'm just a very momentum driven per person, I think. So even when I do try to take breaks, like I've read all the self-help books that are encouraging breaks and encouraging being rational and not rational that's a bad word encouraging being encouraging not getting too into what you're doing that you're neglecting yourself but for me as soon as I start relaxing I just like go hard into relaxing you know I'm like how can I how could I maximize this this hour of relaxation and then it's not relaxing anymore or I become so obsessed with something else that I never get anything done. Like there's just, I just need sort of that doing the same thing for, for 48 hours or how many, how many hours are in a week? Going back to the part that you're talking about being busy. Um, here's my moderate view again. I, for me, I try to go as hard as I can for as long as you know I've set out to do something like work I will go as hard as I can do as much as I possibly can fit into the time that I am working thankfully I have like a like a a cutoff that has been given to me to like here's when you stop um but for me I once it's ended I try my very best hardest to not go back into that like I can I think I'm I'm relatively decent at segmenting things like that like when I'm doing something I will give it my full attention but when I'm done we can move on obviously I have ambient thoughts like in my head that ambient thoughts yeah ambient I'm thoughts. I'm gonna go write that, that down things that run in my head when I'm not doing anything give me an idea the last question is how do you talk about being busy and why do people compete about being busy? There was this, there, there is this thing, especially as far as I can tell in academic circles, like people who are still in school, where they like to brag about how miserable their workload is. And it's so casual sometimes and so intense other times. Like I'm, I'm still, Nope, I'm not going to expose them. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but there's this weird competition about who is the busiest. What is your theory on why people do this? 
and then we'll get on to how to do this properly and not be a jerk about it. Yeah, how to do busy properly. And that should be our title. Um, I think that in, in especially in our area and our like the kind of circles that we are in and we're in in high school. The high school circles. The high school circles. The specific high school circles we were in. <laughs> in um, just seeing who has it the hardest and is still doing well is something that is like overvalued. Like if you are going through the worst part of your life ever and yet coming to school and still doing well on those tests and being such a good student, it's almost like this respect, but no one actually respects you more. nobody believes you. Yeah. No one respects each other about it and notices, but everyone feels the need to flaunt it and i think it's just this very superficial thing to say that i and i'm a hundred percent oh yes we were both guilty of this we 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 got sucked into um but just showing whose life is the hardest and yet like somehow you're making it through i think it's like this kind of hero mentality that you are pulling through and suffering through these things even though our lives are all actually relatively like pretty good Um, (laughs) like at our school it was ridiculous yes because we all had like exactly the same homework we had exactly the, the same assignments and the only difference was every now and then like you had something outside of school going on like that's it still somehow there managed to be this culture of like well boohoo me guess who's still doing great yeah look at me and it's it's almost trying to validate and justify stress because i hmm. think that we were all like stressed and it's not bad to be stressed like i, I think that's a natural part of you know doing work but you're trying to validate anything, any like sign of weakness, like, oh, but I was up till three because I was working on my extracurricular activity. Like, oh, but did you have this thing on the weekend, which like, you know, I did that took up my entire Saturday, Sunday and actually into Monday. Like, and we were all kind everyone's going through like the same stress and and, then the same environment but somehow you just want to make it harder i think it's it's actually accentuated by the fact that we all had the same things we were kind of on an even Hmm. playing field except that you know we had other things (laughs) i don't want to say specific things because those specific things i thought you were about to take that in such an endearing direction that was so hopeful and then you just turned it into like like ridiculous culture i thought the direction you were going to go in and i was so touched by this was that we all just wanted some external validation for how we were feeling so we would tell each other like well i'm really stressed because of this this and this and like you just wanted you you needed somebody else to say that's really stressful but then the problem is, that's probably, I, I like that idea. It's a very hopeful idea. So I'm going to, I'm just going to assume that that's how, how these things start. But then the problem is the person who you're talking to 
is also stressed and they also need that validation. So they have to one-up you in order for you, instead of, instead, of the pers- instead of the first person to get the, I'm sorry, that's really stressful. They have to one-up you so that that original person has to tell to them. It was so subtle and so... <laughs> Sometimes, not the times okay, it yes, wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, but, but the way we did it was not like, come feel sad for me. You know, it was, it was just like, I seek pity. It was just, yeah, it was just small. I was like, oh, didn't sleep at all tonight. Not, I'm not saying more, a lot more people than just you did that. Even I did it. Um, though I genuinely did. I did sleep more, a lot more than you did. Um, but like, I think it just became something you had to do in order to, I see the hopeful direction. I actually, for once, I'm not taking the hopeful direction. I think it was just that we, we come on, we did need that validation, but we got like we tried to do it in the exact wrong way. Like, there's no validation <laughs> in that. It's so superficial. There's a way to tell someone that you're busy, when it's like a one-on-one conversation, and you're like, "Here's all the things that are going on in my life. I'm stressed, and I can't. I'm like breaking." And the other person like, yeah, I feel that. I'm so sorry. You're you're doing great. And I think we've had those moments. It's really hard, though, when you're both extremely stressed. Like now, if somebody were to come to me, I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Even though, like, I have my own stresses. It would, it's so easy for me to be like, oh, I'm really sorry that you're stressed. I see why you're stressed. Like, that. that's easy. But when you're both so stressed, you're in such a heightened mode. It, it, it just does become much harder. So I'm not saying our class was like a toxic yeah, failure. Yeah, we really weren't. We had much less drama, much less drama and pain than a lot of people. I think like on balance, we were pretty good, but... Yeah, our high school class was pretty good. We did also have this, which I think like a lot of high schoolers fall prey to, at least like in our area. Yes, it's a very area... I don't know if it's an area-specific problem, but I've never met anybody from the Midwest who, who brags about how busy they are. It's true. I had a great outro plan for this episode. Yeah. Hit it. I don't remember. The, <laughs> the end. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs>